welcome to the Women With Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. We have a really great guest today, and she, you're like across the globe, not really, just really south. Aren't you in Puerto Rico? Do you know what? We, we're we next door neighbors. <laughs> in this online world, we literally <laughs> can be like, not even, like I'm in your living room right now. <laughs> you are. Actually, you're in my bedroom. Don't make it weird, but it's fine. <laughs> so we are with Allison. I Pimps. live in Puerto so Rico. glad that you're here. This is going to be a good one. Oh, I'm excited for this. I'm way excited for this. So can you kind of tell us um, about who you are? Don't t- we, we'll talk about why you're my next door neighbor in Puerto Rico. <laughs> First, I want to kind of talk about your business and how you got to where you are right now. So yeah, tell me. Absolutely. Okay. So, and yes, I, I, we moved to Puerto Rico three months ago. This is crazy. Like, I can't believe we're here. We're, we're living a dream that... I wanted to live 10 years ago, but I didn't know how to do it. I wanted to, like my first thing was I graduated college, was super excited. And when I got my first paycheck, I qualified for food stamps. So everything that I've been told my whole life about go to college to get financial security, you'll be fine. You won't have to worry about money as much was a lie. And it wasn't like people were lying to me. I just think that that's what society taught, right? Go to college for financial security, but all the pieces weren't pulled together. Like how much does it really cost to, for a family of six to buy toilet paper? Oh my gosh, right? That's a big slap in the face. (laughs) With toddlers, it's like triple the amount as they're like pulling it. And then, so it was just, we were just living this paycheck to paycheck life. My husband went to college. He graduated as a physical therapist, and then I was staying home with four little kids. And it was just the average paycheck to paycheck life where we're like one dishwasher away from going into debt. And I hated that feeling. It was just a crushing feeling. And every decision, every move that we wanted to make in life would revolve around around finances. Well, can we go do that? Can we volunteer? Do we have enough money in our food budget to take food to our next door neighbor? Like it was every single decision was based around food and I hated that. I wasn't able to live the life that I knew that I was supposed to. And so I started researching, not started, I had been researching for a while on how to make money uh, as a stay-at-home mom. I didn't want to go get a job, right? Daycare, no, that wasn't, that wasn't for me. It wasn't for my kids. It's great for some people, but it wasn't just, it just wasn't, it wasn't meant for me. And so everything that I read, it said you had to have, um, that online was like the most amazing thing ever. And so I actually started a blog with a couple of friends, which is still going. It's called howdoesshe.com, rocking and rolling over there. But for the first few years, it really didn't make a ton of money. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know SEO, email list, any of that kind of stuff. And I had to figure out how to get money in faster. So everything that I read was like e-commerce, sell products online. That was your fastest way to cash in the online space. And I was like, all right, I'll try that. 
but you had to have a lot of money and you had to have a lot of inventory, which I didn't have either. And so I was like, okay, I know what it takes. Now I've got to figure out how to leverage the pieces that I don't have. And that was the money and that was the product. And so I actually looked around my makeshift office, which is like the corner of your living room, right? <laughs> and I found this uh, leftover roll of vinyl lettering. And do you know what vinyl lettering is? I know what vinyl lettering. Hello, I've, I've, I lived. I lived through the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> we totally date ourselves. But it was, it's this black sticky paper that you can cut out for those that don't know what it is and you can stick it on your walls. And I, I didn't even have a cutter at the time. I only had the roll of vinyl. And so I was like, all right, let me just chop it up into sheets and see if I can sell the sheets and then tell people what to do with it. And so I put it up online and that first day we sold out. We sold about two, $300 worth. And I'm like, yes, I found the magic piece. This is so exciting. And then it hit me, oh my gosh, I just sold out. What am I gonna sell tomorrow? And so I went downstairs and I'm rummaging through the junk that we collect over the years, right? And I found uh, leftover gable boxes. And gable boxes um, were, it was from my kid's party event and you stick cookies in there or goodies or whatever you want to. You stick stuff in there and you give it away. And so I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna sell those. And they didn't sell. And then the third day didn't sell. And I almost gave up and said, mm, I made $300, great job, Allison. This is not right for you. But I just had this feeling. And I, we know where it came from, right? The Lord is like, Allison, I'm giving it to you. Don't stop. This is your glitter. This is your hope. This is your inspiration. Move forward, move forward. And so in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to what the Spirit's telling me. Even though I really don't want to. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> you know, you felt that right. And in my mind, I'm like, I, I don't want to prove on day four that I'm a failure again. Like, I've already proven it two days in a row. I just got lucky. And the Lord's like, don't stop, Allison, don't stop. And so that next morning, I woke up at 5 a.m., posted my next product, and we sold out. And I feel like the Lord was like, see, Allison, I'm guiding you. I'm guiding you. And it was at that moment where I had to say, okay, I'm 100% committed or not. It wasn't a 50-50 thing. I had to be fully 100% committed. And so I decided to get in the roller coaster, sit on the front seat, and realize that this entrepreneur journey is going to be up and down. And I was willing to take it. And so that's kind of how it all started was me getting frustrated with the situation and then feeling a prompting of a direction to go. And so here's the spiritual side of it. We're give, I believe we're given these promptings. I call them like glitter from God. <laughs> and he gives us this hope, this inspiration, right? To keep going. And then on the other side, we have this other voice in our head. It's the self it's the, the negativity, the self doubt, the, am I good enough? Uh, just all the negativity that comes with the, hope and the light, right? It's almost like we've got two voices in our head of what we should do. And I feel like that's Satan getting in our head and saying, don't do it. Allison, live, live this humdrum of life. You're not going to make it. You're not going to be successful. So I think it's our job as entrepreneurs to say, okay, the Lord is giving me this hope and inspiration. I'm going to follow him. If I get stuck and say, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, then I'm actually following Satan. And so I had to decide at that moment who am I going to follow? Am I going to follow 
God or am I going to follow Satan? And that's one thing that we've done over, I mean, being an entrepreneur, you never stop, right? You're always plagued with self-doubt. You're always plagued with insecurities. But we've gotten, and I say we because I have a team behind me, and my team is my husband and my kids and my family and my friends who they can feel when I'm about to go launch something new that I think is going to change the lives of other people. Satan and his whole army come down on me hard. It, it, it gets, I think it gets harder and harder because you're changing more and more lives. And my family has to come in and say, Allison, or mom, I, I think this is what you're dealing with right now. And I'm like, thank you for helping me recognize it because Satan is so good. He does it a little bit different every time. And sometimes you really don't recognize it. But when you can surround yourself with people who love you and who care about you and can recognize that and help you through that, then you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> Satan, you're, you're so good at what you do. You're the most brilliant marketer out there, right? He is so good at what he does but I'm going to just put that in a box. I'm going to put it on a shelf over here and I'm not letting you out because I'm going to go forward with what God, that glitter he gave me, that hope he gave me and move forward. And sometimes like I even do the analogy, like it's a, it's a total mind game that we have to play with ourselves. I think business really is. Don't you agree? Like, Oh my God, <laughs> it is right. It's like 90% in your head. And so like just those mental pictures that I make in my head of, okay, all that self-doubt, all that crap that Satan puts in my head, I'm literally going to put it in a box and put it on the shelf. Or my kids will come up to me or my husband will come up to me and he's like, hey, I know you're scared with what you're about to do. Let me hold your fear for you. And so I literally pr pretend that this fear that I'm holding onto for moving forward is lifting off for me and onto them. And it allows me to step into who I'm supposed to be. And some people might say, Allison, that's just like weird. But for me, it works. Because that, the stress and the weight of that fear of the unknown, of, of what we go through in life, being like, hey, you know what? Why don't you just hold, hold all this for me so I can move forward? Then you don't have to worry about that. You're like, oh, he's got the fear for me. He's got the fear that I'm going to trip and fall flat on my face on stage, he's got that, right? I don't have to worry about that anymore. Okay, now who can I step into to become? Because I know there's people in this audience. I know there's people in this Facebook Live. I know there's people reading this Instagram post, this blog post, whatever it is, that need to hear my voice. And if I can just push everything to the side, then my, my mind becomes clear, and I can truly do what God wants me to do. Oh my goodness. How do you unpack that? <laughs> so good. Um, this is actually, we talk a lot about your quest. That's kind of our thing over at the women with fire. And we talk about how God's going to call you and he's going to give you guides, right? He's going to give you people who help you along the way, but then Satan always comes always. So good. He's so the good. worst. <laughs> he's so good at being the worst. But like what you're doing, if you can um, recognize that that actually is a sign that you're on the right path, right? It means that you're actually about to do something pretty awesome, but it always happens where I'm like, Oh, why do I feel like garbage about myself? And <laughs> my husband will be the same thing is like, you know, it's cause you're about to do something right. Like you're about to do something great <laughs> and it's, yeah. but it's, it's always there. So I love the actual practical tips of just like because you obviously are a good visualizer, right? That's how you are taking care of things. And then you can act. 
but what would happen if you stayed and played small? Like, have you ever had like that moment where you're like, oh, I could just play small and oh, yeah. things would go away. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a reason why I start. another reason why I started in commerce, why it just felt right for me. It's because naturally I'm an introvert. I'm a homebody. I like to be home. <laughs> I like, I, I, I'm just an introvert. And with e-commerce, my products were the front of the show, right? I could sit behind my computer in my pajamas, bedhead, shove my face full of popcorn, whatever it was, right? And then at about year eight, I started to get this feeling, Allison, I've given you this journey for a reason. Actually, I've actually, I've actually always felt this. Uh, it just got stronger. <laughs> but it was, Allison, I've given you this journey for a reason. You've become successful because I've given you this journey. Now it's your turn to get out there and start talking to other women and inspiring them to help them get unstuck, to help them, help them take that fear and shelve it or have someone else hold it so that they can live the life that I need them to live. I need them to change lives, but they're being so bombarded with self-doubt and, and not being able to move forward, paralyzed because of you know, what they believe or what their parents taught them, what their dad taught them that they didn't know it was doing wrong. But some of these old beliefs that we're holding on to, you need to help break it through and let them know that a mom can actually make a difference in the world. And, you know, my world, I, I look at it as, yes, I am teaching a whole bunch of people how to do it, but my true world or my, it's my family. Like everything revolves around our family. Like, why do we do all this stuff for our family? so that we can be together more, so we can laugh together more, we can play together more, we can live on an island in Puerto Rico and go to the beach on the weekends and learn and grow and become closer to each other. And so when I started to get these promptings of Allison, you've got to teach other people. I was like, oh, no, uh, uh. <laughs> no, I am happy selling e-commerce products. I know what sells, I know the process. I'm good, I'm just, I'm just really good here. And then it just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And then I actually was like, okay, fine, I'll go and I'll try it. And I tried it and I didn't do very well with it. I didn't know, I can sell a product like no one's business, but I really struggled in selling me. Like that's a whole new ball game, right? When you're trying to sell your service and your product, it's totally different than cupcake liners. Like, <laughs> I can sell cupcake liners really well. And so then, of course, the Lord introduced me to the people um, in the business world that could guide and direct me and help me to get to where I needed to go a lot faster. And it's, it's cool how in our journeys, the Lord's like, you need to go this way. And you're like, I don't think so. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you need to go this way. And then he doesn't leave you hanging. He provides people in your path and in your journey. Like the people that are listening to you right now, there's a reason for it. It's you are going to inspire them. You're going to help them to move forward into what they need to do. There's a reason why the Lord brought them into your world. You have something to tell them, right? And I feel that's how we all are. And so when the Lord brought these people in and they were like, Allison, you're doing it wrong. And I was like, okay, tell me how to do it right. They told me how to do it right. And I listened and then we just blew we blew up. <laughs> it was, it's a fun ride. <laughs> so now, so you went from, so you're still, are you still selling products online? I mean like 
You are, yeah, right? I do because I like to do what I teach and I yeah. like to stay, I, I want to make sure I have the best practices out there. I did sell my big company called Make Your Plump because that was taking up a ton of time and we had this opportunity and I knew my mission was done with that business. That was a great, great business. I loved it. I learned so incredibly much, but I also had these other e-commerce businesses that not a lot of people know about, but I kept a couple of them just so I can stay like, uh, so I can see what's trending, see what's working. So I'm still getting my hands dirty. And then I actually take those examples and then go teach my group. I'm like, you guys see how this is still working or you know what this, this X, Y, and Z no longer works. It's now A, B, and C. And so I can keep fresh free, uh, content, fresh constantly in the group. So yeah, I still have my own e-commerce stores. And then you teach and then you mentor, right? Or coach, right? Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've levels. got, um, uh, yeah. So I've got like my freebies. I do tons of freebies, blog, YouTube, all that with a ton of content out there. And then um, we've got the course, the zero to hundred K system. And I named it zero to hundred K because most people I teach start at zero. They don't know what to sell. They don't know how to like even get going. And so I teach them how to find a product, where to get it from. I give them my Chinese manufacturers that I've collected for over seven years. And then just as last March, we launched the coaching program where they have actually more access to me, a tech team and um, accountability coaches. So yeah, you're doing, it. you're doing it on all levels. It's the very best. So, and the, one of the things I really admire about you is that you're doing this as a mom. Yeah. Now you're helping your kids do what you do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like we get <laughs> so in our heads. One of the things that Satan says to us is that he gives us mom guilt, right? You're going to be... Oh. <laughs> You're going to be the worst mom. And right. I love that you've flipped that on its head, right? Because you have young daughters who are doing this, making money. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. So I want to know kind of your theory on mom guilt. And then also like, tell me, tell me the story of your girls and how that's changed who they are and shaped who they are. So inspiration, once again, when we were in the midst of, um, we actually had two uh, multi-million e-commerce businesses running at the time. And I have this feeling that I need to teach my daughters. My husband's like, what? Don't you have enough going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> and anyway, we sat down as a couple and we just had this strong feeling we need to start teaching our daughters. And so I actually just gave them the framework of how to do it, how to find product, how to work with influencers, how to use their store, uh, how to leverage their site. Because they didn't have a lot of time. They were in junior high and elementary at the time, right? And so they couldn't go stand on the corner selling product 24-7. They needed a website to be able to allow them to do it. And so I set up the framework for them, and they moved forward with it. And within nine months, they sold their first six figures, which most people are like, oh, Allison, you're full of crap. No, I'm so serious. <laughs> because they had the tools. They had the product. They had a site that accepted money 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And they set limits. They said, we're going to be working on Tuesday night and we're going to be working on Saturday morning. And so they built in this business that would allow that time frame. And so when they got a lot of orders, they learned how to uh, hire friends to come in and help them ship. Um, and then when it was slower, they're like, okay, that's, this is a time we're going to help 
or we're going to start marketing a little bit more. And so they learn the process of how to do it. And then now, so they did it when they were in junior high and elementary, which was super fun for them. But as a mom, I couldn't keep pushing them. I had to let them be a teenager, right? I had to, my husband and I were like, yes, keep going, keep going. But my older daughter was like, I want to do band. And I'm like, no, no, don't do band. (laughs) And anyways, I had to step back and say, you know what? She's got to learn how to be her own person. And so I step, we step back a little bit from saying you need to keep running your business. Uh, and, and the coolest thing was that she actually went to band camp for summer. And so she came home and said, mom, school starts in a week. I don't have any back to school money. And in our house, when they start their business, we actually cut them off from everything except housing, food, school, and underwear. They're in charge. Well, if they're making, if they're making six figures, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, they can go buy their own stuff, right? And so um, back to school time, they're in charge of paying for their own stuff. And she's like, mom, I don't have any money. And I said, okay, you can you know, either run a promotion or go work at the warehouse. And she said, I'll go work at the warehouse. I said, okay. So we got her a job for a day. She came home. I gave her the money and she's like, this is it. (laughs) I was like, yeah, honey, you make eight bucks an hour at the warehouse. And she's like, no, I like to make hundreds of dollars an hour mom. I'm like, well, see, there's a difference. That's a contrast. When you work for someone else, we're going to, you have a roof. When you work for yourself, there's no roof. And so it was such a realization to her of the contrast of working for yourself and working for others and how valuable her time was that she decided that business was the right move for her. And so just this last couple weeks ago, she got asked to speak on a big stage of over 800 people about her journey and how she makes money. And then um, she's getting a course ready for teens, which is pretty exciting, but she's also planning on leaving an admission in April. And so... Yeah, she's, she's getting it ready um, and wants to launch it and wants to be able to pay for her mission that way. So we're pretty excited about that. But yeah, mom, going back to the mom guilt stuff, holy Toledo. They was good at that, right? How many kids do you have? I have five. Oh, I think we froze. You have five. Okay. Okay. So multiples. Yeah. The guilt, the mom guilt is, I think one of Satan's greatest tools honestly. (laughs) Yeah, it for sure is. But I've been, I just, I mean, I, I always look at this, but I just recently been, because we've interviewed, you know, a bunch of moms and, and women who are just like their influence is pretty huge. And I just think about it in like, what a cool work that God's preparing yeah. Like we're kind of building this little army of women who can, I don't know, what does the prophet say? Stand up and speak out <laughs> who can organize and who can be organized. Yeah. And I mean, that's literally happening. And I think the easiest way is that Satan can get to us is like you said, like self-doubt and saying your kids are going to be the worst <laughs> if you start a business online. But you, I also think, you know what, never before have I had like a, like, I mean, my mom had a dishwasher, but you know, like there's so many things in my life that are conveniences that make that free up my time, right. To do more stuff. And God's giving those things to us so that we can yep. choose to be an influence. Yeah. And I think it is so needed to be able to teach our daughters and our sons 
that if they want something in life, don't wait around for someone to come fix it for you, right? Like if you want to become a millionaire or I don't even like, and it doesn't even have to do with money. Let's say you want to travel to Vietnam or Cambodia and do a service mission over there. It costs money. It, I mean, to get on an airplane, to get a suitcase, to get the right clothes, to get, it just costs money. Right. And so I, I know that heavenly father has given us these resources to be able to change the world. And so like with our daughters, one of my younger daughter, she's like, I'm going to be rich mom. I'm just going to marry a rich guy. And I'm like, what? No, you be the rich woman. You can do this. You don't wait around for the things that you want. If you want it, go get it. If you want to serve a mission, like a service mission and go, I don't know, feed the whatever, whatever they want to do in some other country, right? You have the power to do it. You have all the information. You can move forward with it. You just need to keep going. And that's another thing, the whole stopping and starting and stopping and starting and stopping and starting. But if we look back to it, and, and I actually got this from a book called Called to Create, the first entrepreneur out there was God. And aren't we made in the image of God? Yeah. Like he took matter and created something very useful. And what do entrepreneurs do? We take matter and create something useful that changes other people's lives. And so because we were made in the image of God, that's why we feel this inside deep power to create and to serve and to move forward. That's what fills us up. And I, I think that, that mom guilt is, like I said, Satan's greatest tool in helping squash what God wants us to do. Absolutely. And one of the things that you talked about at the very beginning is when you started or right before you started your business, you had what is now there's a conference to talk about it, but you had divine discontent, right? You really felt like something wasn't right. And then you studied and then you asked. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of women out there right now who they, they have the guilt, <laughs> but they also have this stirring in them that are, they're like, I need to do something. I really want to do something. Yeah. And I want you to choose like Allison chose. She's right. You made, there's a point of decision where you said, this is what I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ride this roller coaster. And it is a stinking roller coaster. Darn it. Yeah. You have to choose. And if you think about it, let's say heavenly father wants to give you this glass vase and it's full of memories and experiences and money and all this good stuff. It's this big glass of vase, right? This big glass vase. And he's like, Allison, can you hold this? And I'm like, well, maybe, I don't, I don't know. And it's a little bit rocky here. And you're kind of swerving back and forth because you can't make that decision. Why is he going to trust you with putting more stuff in that vase, right? Who knows? You might just set it down and be like, yeah, no, I don't want it. Or you could just be like all over the place. We can't put more stuff in it. He wants those sturdy hands up commitment where he can say okay Allison I need you to go and you're gonna change people's lives I need you to be my strong voice even though you are scared to death but I need to know that I can count on you 
And so as I'm, I'm standing and I picture this another visualization, I'm picturing that as that I'm holding this vase strong and firm in my hands. And God is putting in, okay, Allison, I need you to go speak on stage because you are going to change someone's life. Even though in my head, Satan's like, oh, Allison, you're going to trip. You're going to stumble over your words. You're going to look fat in your dress. You're going to burp on stage, which actually did happen on stage. That was fun, right? Like he's <laughs> all these thoughts in my head and Satan's like, yeah, uh, El, or the Lord's like, Allison, yeah, that stuff could happen, but it could not happen. Take this glass vase and everything that I'm putting in there, hold it firmly so I can add more. Because the more I can add, the more people, the more lives you're changing. And that's what I need you to do. Please go do it. And the Lord is looking for those strong hands of women committing, women committing to the gospel, women committing to standing up and saying, we will not do porn in our house or we will not do alcohol in our house or whatever that is, right? He needs strong women out there that although so scared, although so unsure of themselves, although so racked with mother's guilt, they are firm in what they believe in. They are firm in knowing that they will be in good hands and the Lord will bring them the right people into their lives to help them grow. But you have to make that commitment. You can't put one foot in a roller coaster and one foot out of a roller coaster. That's just not going to work, right? You can't hold this big glass vase with one hand and like your arm's going to get tired, you're going to drop it or something like that. You have to hold on to that sucker with both hands and say, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. And I know this is going to be hard and I know I'm going to get tired and I know I'm probably going to cry probably more times than not, but I will be strong for you. And it, it, the amount of blessings that comes back, the strength that comes back, and just the ability to move forward is so powerful. When you can start proving to yourself, okay, I've got this glass base, I'm holding on to it. It's not falling. And then one thing comes into the, the glass vase and you're holding it and you're like, yes, I did that. It gives you a little bit more strength, right? To take the next step and to take the next step. So even if you're like with Pick Your Plum when I started, I didn't know what I was doing. All the Lord inspired me to do was to sell sheets of vinyl. He didn't tell me what was happening on day two or day three or day eight years. He just said one step at a time. And that's how my channel of funnel works. It's not this big, huge vision. It never has been. And I think if the Lord would have said 10 years ago, Allison, you are going to be running for multi-million dollar businesses. You will be teaching over 4,000 women how to start their own business. You're going to be speak speaking on stage of over 4,000 people. I would have said, whoa, no, 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 don't, no, I can't do that. No way. And he's like, all I want you to do, Allison, is sell sheets of vinyl. That's it. That's it. And then the next day, okay, I'm going to give you the next step. And then the next step. And each one is just a little bit of a push. It wasn't this big divine intervention of my end goal. And even today, I, I, I know there's more. I can feel it. I don't know what it is yet. And I'm okay with that because I know God is leading me where I need to go. He's done it so far. So why wouldn't I trust him to take me where he needs to go? 
It's it's so true. And you have to take comfort in it, right? That God's not going to be like, push you off. the. No, he just is like, here's one little step. And like you said, day two didn't even work out. <laughs> you know, and I think that that's important to note that sometimes God says, here's the next step. And it might not work out, but will you show up again? You know, are you going to show up again? And, and he's testing if we're, if we really have it with two hands or not, he's, he's like, let's just see, let's just see. I'm not going to make it completely easy because yeah. Cause it, cause then he needs to know, he needs to know if you're all in and there is power in making a decision. There's power in just saying, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be even pretty. (laughs) And I'm going to burp on stage. And I, and then you show up and God fills in the rest. And that's kind of what, that's what I found all along the way. And, and it's been, it's been a roller coaster, but I also see what he's made of me, you know, in the last 10 years of being, doing stuff online, like he's taken someone who had zero idea what she was doing. (laughs) Yep. We're both raising our hands (laughs) (laughs) where now, like now we're here and we're able to help other women. And I feel where I am now is more who I am than I ever, than I've ever been. Does that make sense? Like, and then, and I hope in a year, I'm even more like who I actually am. And I think that's what this whole process is about. I know it's what it's about, right? Is to strengthen our relationship with the savior so much that we can depend on him. And then we have more confidence in ourselves to do what he asks us to do. Cause sometimes it's a little bit scary. <laughs> oh, it's always scary. It's always scary. And I think in even like three years down the road or five years down the road in our entrepreneur journey, we're still going to have those self doubts. We're still going to be like, is this, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure we're supposed to be going this way? Right. And he's just helping us to become stronger day after day, step after step after step, just helping us to become stronger. And here's another thing. Here's another visualization um is sometimes not sometimes i'm sure you felt this too so think of like you're walking up to a mountain you're walking up to the top of a mountain right and you see that peak and you just can't seem to ever get there and you feel like you're not moving because you're not there you haven't made it yet and you get over that next bump but yet there's another peak And then you get over that next bump and there's another peak. And so you're just constantly climbing and climbing. And we just can get so frustrated because we're like, oh, we're not there. We're not moving. But if we just take one second and turn around to see just how far we've come, that is so, our soul needs that. Our soul needs to be celebrated instead of saying, dang, Allison, why can't you get to that heel? Everybody else is doing it. Why can't you get to it? Like that is hurting who we are. But if we can push those thoughts out, stop what we're doing, turn around and say, you know, look where I was at a year ago. Look where I was at even two months ago. We're going to see the progress that we've made. And then we celebrate ourselves, even if it's just one second of, yes, nice job, Allison. Nice job. That gives us the strength to keep moving forward that gives us the confidence to step out whether it be um for your next instagram post your next facebook live facebook lives are dang scary right like you're staring at yourself and you're like 
oh, I've got a wrinkle there. I didn't draw, draw my eyebrows on, right? Like Facebook lives are the scariest things ever. <laughs> but once you do one, you step forward a little bit and then you do another one. And then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, I've just completed two years of Facebook lives. Nice job, Allison. Way to learn your voice a little bit more. Way to get out there. Way to serve people. And there's just power in looking back to see how far you've come. It helps with the comparison so much. Because you're just comparing to who you used to be, right? We call these switchbacks. So we we talk about how you have little quests along the way and they're helping you get up to the mountain, up the whole mountain. And they're just switchbacks, right? So you can't be too worried about how much left you have <laughs> to give, but take a look around and see how far you come. I love it. So for you three months ago, you mm -hmm. were not living in Puerto Rico. So tell yeah. me how you got to Puerto Rico. <laughs> All right. So here's, there's a lot of reasons why we decided to move to Puerto Rico. Um, one of them was uh, something called Act 20 and Act 22. And that's Puerto Rican. That's a tax incentive. And what happened is I actually was uh, asked to go speak at BYU Hawaii and do a mini shark tank conference or mini shark tank thing where we got to choose which entrepreneur we gave money to. And it was like 30 grand or something like that, that we were able to give money to these entrepreneurs that are going to actually go change the world. Right. And I came back home. That was in March, came back home in April and wrote a really big checkout to the IRS. And I'm sitting there going, okay, I've, I've paid a lot of taxes in my life. And we actually did some research on it and we paid like double, triple what the average American will pay in taxes. And I'm like, okay, I feel good about the money that I've given to the government so far. I am proud to be an American. I am grateful that we get to pay taxes. Like I've been to other countries where women have no zero chance of running a business. Right. And so I do respect that, but I, also need to respect the options for opportunity. And so I was talking to my husband and I'm like, Jared, what if we could actually save money in taxes, go on an adventure with our kids, be missionaries to a whole new land, have our kids learn Spanish, live on an island, and then the extra money that we save from taxes, we actually give to entrepreneurs, to organizations where it will actually change their lives in a more impactful way. And so we prayed about it and we're in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And have you loved it? It looks like you yes. love it. Yes, there are like the potholes out here are real. Like you can't drink water when you're driving or you'll be drenched by the time you get to where you're going. <laughs> We're used to Taylor Swift playing in the restaurants and at Walmart. It's not Taylor Swift. We don't know who it is. We don't understand it. Um, and then there's some times like we've gone to the doctor and they're speaking Spanish and I don't understand it. And I feel bad that I don't know it yet. They're like, come on lady learning or learn Spanish. And I'm like, I'm trying. Um, and so sometimes I feel bad that I don't I have a harder time communicating but honestly, like it's been such a blessing to move out here. <laughs> I will say that. I will say that. And but just yeah, give yourself credit. Three months. You don't have to learn Spanish. At this <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But it was a big decision, right? We've had hate mail about us moving to Puerto Rico to save on taxes, like really strong hate mail. 
but they don't know our family. They don't know the direction that God gave us. They don't understand what we know and we're okay with that. And we'll block them or do whatever we need to because we know our mission. And you know what, in, in life, you're never gonna make everybody happy, right? That's why we're blessed with prayer. That's why my husband and I can say, okay, is this the right decision for our family? And you know what? It, yeah, that's been really cool. But some of the other things that we've, like we've had the greatest missionary experiences out here already. And I don't think we would have been able to have in, in where we were living because opportunities weren't as present. My kids have learned that swearing is, it's just different out here. Some of the kids don't understand that a swear word is a swear word. They just learn it from the English movies that they're watching and they just, it's like a verb to them or something like that. They, and you know, I don't know all their background stories or everything like that. And so my kids have been in, in areas where there's a lot of swearing and they come home and they're like, I don't like how it makes us feel. And we're like, okay, let's talk about swearing. And how does it make you feel? And do you want to do that? And they're like, no, we don't like that. And some of them have even said uh, to their friends, and their friends know that they don't swear. And they've even like, their friends have elbowed their other friends saying, hey, these kids don't swear, don't swear in front of them. You know what I mean? And my, my kids are learning their voice. They're learning their testimony. They're learning what they believe in. Uh, and I think that has a lot of power. I don't think I know that has a lot of power because they're believing in what, what they believe in. They're building their foundation in a whole new world. Like you just can't walk down the street and go to McDonald's here. You can't at night, you like lights out at eight o'clock. We just don't go outside past eight o'clock. Uh, we're learning to lock our doors more. We didn't have to where we lived and we, you have to lock your doors here. You can't leave stuff in the car. And so just a different side of the world, I think is super powerful for them. I love it. I love it. You're, you are every, I just love strong women <laughs> are doing it and then raising their kids to do it because what you're doing is, is allowing your kids to feel the spirit, right? It's good for them to recognize when the spirit leaves, when you're swearing, right? And then say, that's not the spirit. I like, yeah. I want the spirit there. So this is the choice I'm making instead of you just don't swear. Okay. <laughs> you know, to actually feel it is life-changing instead of just talking to our kids. And that's what our kids are going to need to be the sin resistant generation that president Nelson talks about. It is. It is. And honestly, they are being taught out here at this such an early age. If they are, if they believe themselves, right. There's one thing to write on your parents' testimony, but it's another thing when like I was in college before I was like, Oh, I really like, I knew it was real, but do I know it's real? When I first had to tell the Joseph Smith story, I was like, they're going to think I'm crazy if I tell this story. Right. I had to build up the nerve, but it wasn't until college. My kids now they're sitting in class or their, their school right now. I think there's three or four kids. It's not a big high school, but there's three or four members of the church over there. And so they're really having to learn what they believe in. And one kid came out to him the other day and was like, Hey, why don't you drink tea? And my son comes home and he's like, I don't, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> so he came home and he asked us about it uh, and then he went back and told his friend and he talked about the discussion and so just some of the conversation conversations that we've been able to have in a new place has been really I think it's been kind of cool yep that's 
Yep. I feel it. We live in California, so we know how it is. And it's true. My kids are just like, there's only actually maybe a couple, couple other members in their, um, in their school. And it's a different growing up than I had for sure. And it's good. And they're being the light, you know, I'm like, you guys are the light. You better shine bright. (laughs) Right. And you know, I've had some people come up to me and say, Allison, well, where you lived was great. Yeah, it was absolutely great. And they're learned a ton. We just have to go back to what is right for our family. Yeah. Moving to Puerto Rico or to California for everybody. No, no. Some people are supposed to stay whatever their state, whatever state they're in for a reason. That's why there's personal prayer, personal revelation, personal. Oh, you just have to just know in your heart after you pray what's right. Even though you're scared, even though you may be like, okay, are we sure? Like we got out here the first week in Puerto Rico and we're like, shoot, did we make the wrong choice? (laughs) And then you break and you're like, Heavenly Father. He's like, yes, you're, yes, yes. You know what I mean? And it's just taking those little baby steps, but committing to those baby steps that more inspiration comes down to you, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your life, whether it's with your children, it's just those little baby steps. Well, I think this is a good, like a good wrap up because you, you know, you talk about the mom guilt, you talk about Satan attacking, you talk about like having questions and it really comes back to that, to, to that moment where you decide and you say, this is actually personal revelation. And so I'm going to decide. Cause then once you do that, then you can withstand those times of, yeah. and, but if you don't know that it's from God, then you're going to, it's going to be hard. Cause not everyone's going to like you. You might get hate mail. <laughs> You'll get hate mail no matter what, Yeah. no matter what, even if, if God were standing right next to you, <laughs> you wouldn't get hate mail. Like you'll always get hate mail. And so it, it really is like the stronger your relationship with the Lord and knowing that you're moving in the right direction. I, I wouldn't say it's easier cause it's not easy. Hate all hate mail is hard, right? There's no way around. It. It's all hard but it helps you know that you're moving in the right direction. It helps you to keep going when people are just being people. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's exactly right. That's exactly what they're being. So this has been such a wonderful interview. I would love for you, like just in closing to give us, like if you were to meet someone who's feeling the stirring to do something, whether that's start a business, whether that's run for city office, whether that's whatever influence they are feeling called to, what would you tell them if in their moment of decision? Okay. So I, over last winter, I decided that I wanted to get in shape and I made the decision to get in shape. Right after that moment, I also told myself to quit thinking, which is so strange, right? As a teacher, I'm like, hey, stop thinking. Once you make that decision, stop thinking because your brain is going to try and talk you out of it. So when I'm like, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym and get in shape, my brain was like, oh, but you're so comfortable in your bed or the roads are so icy. You're probably going to get killed or, oh my gosh, what if your 17 year old has nightmares? Like the dumbest things ever, right? <laughs> <laughs> like worst case scenario, don't do that. And so once you've been given inspiration and you're like, okay, you know what? I want to run for city council. I want to start a business. That's your decision. 
you say, I'm doing it, all those bad thoughts about you going bankrupt from buying one product to test online, or the I'm gonna fail, or you can't do this, or the MLM that I tried three years ago, it didn't work, business might not be for me, all those thoughts will creep into your head. You just have to say, no, I made that decision and I'm gonna make it happen. There's no room for you inside of my head. Get out of there because this is what I'm going to do. And it really is turning off that talk and stop thinking about anything else except what your goal is. Make it, get on the ride and don't get off. I love it. That was a good quote at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get off friends. We need you. We need strong women. We are building the ranks. Get up and be an influence. Thank you, Allison, for meeting with me. You're the very best. This has been so fun. Thank you. Hey, you guys, that was a great episode, right? Well, do you want a little bit more or a lot more? Well, we have it for you. Head over to thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus, and you're going to find two bonus episodes that you can download that can literally get your soul on fire right now. So Sarah and I get asked to speak at places a lot, and we have two most requested topics, and we are tackling them and giving them right to your inbox. So Sarah's topic is Satan is at the Y, not at BYU, my friends. It is at the Y, and she dives in uh, and tells you how to get over the questions. Then you can pop over and listen to Michelle talk about like the things she's most fabulous at talking about. And that is God is speaking. Do you hear him? If you feel like revelation is sort of a tripping point for you, she has got some incredible ways that you can better hear the Lord in your everyday life. So these are bonus episodes. You can jump on right now at thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus. Download them right now. And there is more for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for joining us at the Women With Fire podcast.